after they play, you have your say. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. 0141-951-1025. Get involved. You're probably getting back into the car after the game. Well, if you're a Celtic fan, you'll have been home a long time ago. But let us know what you thought of the games. On the phone line, Hugh Keevans, Murder McLeod, Derek Johnson are here. Gordon DL still, uh, I believe, at Ibrox with us. Derek, full roundup of the scores before we do that, please. Certainly, Gordon. In the Scottish Premiership, Kilmarnock 1, Celtic 0, Aberdeen 3, Hamilton 0, Dundee 1, Ross County 4, Hearts 1, St Johnston 0, Motherwell 1, Partick Thistle 1, and Rangers 1, Hibernian 2. The Scottish Championship, Falkirk 0, Livingston 3, Morton 2, Dunfermline 1 and St Mirren 2, Queen of the South 0. In Scottish League 1, Arbroath 1, Albion Rovers 0, Air United 1, Alloa 2, Forfar 0, Adrianians 1, Queen's Park 1, Wraith Rovers 3 and Stranraer 0, East Fife 2. Scottish League 2, Annan 1, Cowdenbeath 1, Clyde 3, Edinburgh City 2, Peterhead 0, Montrose 1, Stenhouse Muir 4, Berwick Rangers 0 and still in Albion 3, Elgin City 1. And in the English Premier League, Burnley 1, Manchester City 1, Bournemouth 2, Stoke City 1, Brighton 3, West Ham United 1, Leicester 1, Swansea 1, Manchester United 2, Huddersfield Town 0 and West Brom 2, Southampton 3. So, on we go then And find out who is the unhappiest Celtic supporters or Rangers supporters This is my kind of show Well listen, there might be some happy Kilmarnock fans out there There might be some happy Hibs fans Happy Morton, St Mirren Everyone can get in touch 01419511025 Let's go for Robert He's a Rangers fan uh, He's on his way home from the game Robert, sum it up for us How you doing guys, alright? Yeah, Maybe good, I'm thanks I've lost my voice First and foremost, I apologise I've brought four boys up to England to watch the game today. Excited not as Rangers. They've enjoyed themselves first and foremost. But that, that was that was ridiculous. What the hell's happened there? Absolutely shocking. Uh, void of idea, void of inventiveness. I feel the middle of saying nine quid. Can we phone that cheddar club back and take him? Because he was absolutely shocking today. Cummins come on too late. Uh, 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 Gosson Hole. It's got Halliday in Hole. They don't get them. They're just sitting there like the, 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 the square flashes all the time. Get Paddy Ferguson back to right, play a square class. I'm just mortified. I'm going to go, I'm going to go sit with these boys for five hours looking in the face. And I, I'm going to raise a corner. I'm putting me up with this game of night. And I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm sh- it's shocking. Absolutely shocking. Um, there was a chance. Certainly I've dropped points today. Rangers could have made the mark-up on them already. Everybody knows Rangers might not win the league. But we would have given them a bit of hope. We would get a bit of excitement. Oh, certainly dropped some points. So it's like the old days. Yeah, I mean, Rangers dropped, Celtic dropped points. Rangers catch them up. It's like the old days. But... Today was just shocking, and Rangers supporters as well. Today, I, I, I don't come to as many games I like to. I'm in England, obviously. That's a weird do. You come to a game, but the day Rangers supporters are cheering a corner kick, at least cheering a goal back when I was a wee boy, and it was I'm embarrassed for that. I don't like that. that went- highlight today. That's right. Sorry, Hugh Keevans, You said who's the most unhappy? You well, are, Robert. You are. I'm fuming. I'm fuming. Definitely. Rangers. Rangers today were absolute embarrassment. Hey, God, I mean, let me ask Gordon I mean, DL. Sorry, 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 <laughs> I don't really don't want to stop Robert when he's in full flow. Sorry, I'm just saying that cheeseburger because I'm not living. I'm not living. Good turn, 50. I'm not living. 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 I'm not living.
It's no stopping you talking and eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> well, yeah, you should, Robert, 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 take a breath, please. It's, it's for your own good. Let me ask Gordon DL. Was it was it that bad, Gordon? No. Is it as bad as Robert's? No, I, well, I, I, he's that rage and he's eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> so. No, exactly. No, it wasn't that bad. I think first half I thought Hibs were terrific. You've got to give them a bit of credit. Second half Rangers were a lot better, threw everything at Hibs. I do agree with Robert. I thought Morelos was very, very poor today. Uh, but he was not the only one. Um, the turning point came... Rangers got back into his game 1-1 and the place erupted and you're thinking only got to be 1-1 Murty's out with the arms up in the air saying come on let's go now we'll go and win this game the players are up, get their arms up in the air they were right up for it What? and I've watched it over again Gordon and I said it would be the big talking point what James Tavenier is doing yeah. I have no idea whatsoever and he's, he's probably cost Rangers three points today but take nothing away from Hibs I thought Hibs, you know, they came here with a game plan. That got shot down in the first five minutes when they had to make the substitution. Changed their system and played very, very well. Always looked a threat in the, uh, the break. But to give away a penalty kick, that's just a minute after you've got right back into the game. Uh, first half, I thought Hibs were terrific. Second half, I thought Rangers were better. But Robert's got a point about one or two players. Goss, for instance, this is the first time I've watched him. Lovely left foot. Does you know he can make a pass? He can pick out a pass. There's no scored the goal as well, of course. Yeah, yeah, great free kick. But there's no, there's no burst from him. There's nothing else in the middle of the park. Doherty come on, tried to give a a bit of energy in there. Jason Cummings, wrong time, didn't get into the game at all. Morelis was poor. Murphy floated in and out of the game. Um, but I thought, I know the whole. The game changed on the penalty kick. The, I thought if it wasn't that, Rangers would have probably get the goal. The obvious question then, Gordon, because that's a couple of times you've mentioned Morelos. Mm. How much of that can we put down to the confusion as Graham no. Murty spoke about? No, I'm, I'm, I'm fed up with these excuses. At the end of the day, there's a packed house here, a terrific atmosphere. The one thing you do, and everybody will tell you, the minute that whistle goes, you concentrate and you're 90 minutes of football. Then worry about everything after that. Morelos wasn't up to it today. He wasn't up to it, and you've got to give credit to the Hibs defence. Um, they worked very hard against him, didn't give him a lot of space. Morelis worked hard enough. He tried to get on the ball, he tried to make things happen, but he had a very, very poor game. You know, he's, let, let, let. He's, his head's that much turned that his agent is in and trying to give him a new contract for more money. Uh, let me see if Robert's finished his cheeseburger. Roger, he, uh, Robert, he finished it? No, I couldn't finish it. I threw it away. Well, you threw it away. Because because you were so angry. Oh my go, goodness! Go on, go on the bus. I've talked to Gordon Douglas. I threw the cheese bugger away. Anyway, what I want to say is, Gordon, Gordon Dale, I'm on the, I'm on the bus that's complimenting the opposition. Ivers Park, all right. I'm sorry, and I've already come across this listening and acting, but I don't compliment the opposition. Ivers Park. We should be dominating these guys. And the boys that brought in, I was really excited. But um, first of all, I watched in the week, and uh, we're a bit of trepidation. I thought I'm coming today. They'll shut that. It was the park. It was this and that. None of the boys wanted the ball. They, they got on the ball and Nady was moving. Um, Murphy first half and Declan John looked okay. But it, 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 up until that point, I thought Candice and Tavernier were the best partnership coming since Rab C and Jamesy Cotter. Do you know what I mean? And, and the day nothing happened and uh, I'm embarrassed. I'm going to be very disappointed. Uh, I'll just leave it a note that um, well, we might get second place, but I, I, it's, 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 it's in the hands of the gods because it's put it out every week. 
Right, Robert. Thank you. Thanks to Robert. I want to wish him a safe trip down the road because he's he's upset Hugh Keevans. There's no doubt about that. Why should Rangers dominate Hibs? Hibs have already won at Ibrox this season. You know, I, I think that Robert's failing to take the whole of the picture into account. Uh, and there are decent players at Hibs so I just can't believe he threw his cheeseburger away yeah. I, just, I can't get my head around it I think Food Robert, has to come first at times like these Hugh Keevans Robert is back in a time when uh, Rangers could dominate sides at Ibrox But people aren't afraid of Celtic and Rangers anymore Stevie Clark's already had uh, a, a draw against Celtic And uh, he, he's beaten them today He's done the same to Rangers uh, So things aren't the way they used to be Derek, the ultimate frustration will be Because of course you, you turn up to a game And you take it in that 90 minutes You lose the game, of course you're disappointed yeah. But as Robert touched on This was a chance for, for Rangers to win the day So to speak, with Celtic losing And actually it's Aberdeen that have come out on top today, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's Rangers' home record is absolutely pathetic When you think of what's going on I said to the lads you know, before a, a ball was kicked that, uh, you know, Hibs had a great chance of taking something from this game. Rangers, with all the players that they brought, and never mind going over to Florida, you know, they'd beaten Ross County away and they'd beaten Fraser, but there's no test there. The test was today against a, a good Hibs side that certainly don't sit back. They want to come and have a go at you, and Rangers have failed it. The penalty kick's an absolute disgrace from Tavernier. It is a penalty, no doubt whatsoever. He's clicked him, he's right for Is it just bad decision-making for you? Yeah, it is. I mean, he's going away from the goal. He's right in the corner of the right box, the isn't corner. he? He can't do anything, and he sticks his leg around and brings him down. Absolute nonsense. OK, Patrick's in Royston. Hi, Patrick. Hi, how are you doing, panel? Not bad, Good Patrick. Night. What's in your mind tonight? No, what's in my mind is, um, panel, how bad was Celtic today? I mean, I'm an avid Celtic supporter. How bad was he today? It's a real cheery start well, to the programme uh, uh, This Rangers to, were pathetic Celtic were terrible But well, listen That's what we're here for To put it into Statistical context For you Patrick The the worst domestic display That Celtic have given Under Brenda Rogers Management Was losing 4-0 To Hearts at Tynecastle. Today at Rugby Park Was the second worst Display Given in a domestic match By a team Managed by Brendan Rogers. They were uh, Pretty much Failures to a man I would give Jack Henry Pass marks Because It's his first game for Celtic He watched his two Defensive partners Boyata and Ayer Go off injured After half an hour And he kept his head For the remainder of the game So I would give Jack Henry Pass marks Pass marks The rest were failures uh, Patrick pa- I think Were you the game During the week? You you And, and Derek Do you not think That, that, that Celtic are actually playing just now and they're getting into the midfield they're coming back they're getting out to the left they're coming back into the midfield they're going back away they're always going back away and then then they're looking for like Tierney to go down the left but the, the problem so, is Patrick if I can interrupt you the reason, okay, that, they, sir, the re, the reason yeah. that they do that is because there's no space for ones because Kilmarnock got everybody back and there's no movement up front from Celtic players. So it's two things. So when they're looking up and Celtic are not that a team that just fires the ball forward, a big high balls. They want to find feet. People have got to move up front. Yes, right. So why can they they say about people that measured in belly, twenty two million, twenty million? Surely a guy at twenty million, Derek, you were worth a lot less than that And you could move Probably better 
<laughs> oh, that's charming. Like, oh, it's a different era, of course. It's a joke here. You're right, Dean. Dembele didn't play well today. You mean a different era, mate? Football's football. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. My point was, Patrick, I don't think there were many £22 million players in Derek's era. That's all I mean. Don't worry. But the end of the day, mate, football's football. It's quite straightforward. Moussa Dembele, failure today. Scott Sinclair, failure. James Forrest, failure. And Sham, failure. Kouassi, failure. How much of this, though, was down to Kilmarnock? Uh, yeah, of course, but... And understand that they're better players and they should do it, but, but again... Listen, all credit. The fitness was great. The organisation was great. The space that these guys usually yeah, enjoy yeah, yeah. was I, cut I, off I, by Kilmarnock. I, I, I said 20 minutes into the game, Hugh, you know, the way that Kilmarnock were closing down, I said, you cannot do that for 90 minutes. Yeah. That effort you put in, Kilmarnock did, yeah. which surprised yeah. me. And at the same time, Gordon, taking absolutely nothing away from Stevie Clark or Kilmarnock, but there are two teams on the park and Celtic, on an individual basis, I've never seen so many players have such a shocking day on the same day. Let's go to the US of A. Fergus is a Celtic fan, but he's in Wisconsin. Hi, Fergus. How you doing, boys? Not bad. How are you? Nah, not too bad. A wee bit here, disgruntled Celtic fan after today, though, I'll tell you. Um, I'm just starting to like, question Brendan Rodgers and maybe like what he's doing to the team like during training. Is he pushing the boys too hard? I mean, that's four injuries in the last two games. I mean, the boys look tired, you know. Well, at the same time, have, Fergus, Fergus, at the same time, I'd ask you to think back to last season. They're just back from a nice relaxing time, or maybe yeah. it wasn't relaxing, but they're just back from Dubai. So. But think back to last season. Celtic won every domestic uh, competition, had only four draws in the, the championship. Uh, they were the Invincibles. It was an incredible season, and injuries were not a problem then, and nobody's question Brendan Rodgers training methods or anything like it it just so happens for me it's coincidental uh, he's just had a shocking run of injuries uh, and I do think that the pitch they played on today would have had some part to play in Boyata and Ayer's injury as well but he's just had a shocking run of injuries which he did not have last season no one questioned his training methods last season I don't think it's right to question it no. But, but you, they might have shocking injuries But they've, they've got a squad far better Than any other team in Scotland I mean Murdo yeah, Two seconds Fergus I'll let you back M in Murdo read a team out there People that didn't play for Celtic today They could have gone there And had a decent game against Kilmarnock I don't think you can use injuries As an excuse today no, but Celtic did not do Fergus, today Fergus is wondering whether there's something <laughs> wrong With Brendan no, Rodgers' no, training methods That's, that's, that's no. the point I'm addressing They're getting, they're getting was, injured was, on the park during a game It's not yeah, as if they're getting done yeah, in training that's the only point I'm Let me let Fergus here. back in on this one Fergus I, guys, I, I get you that last year we were the Invincibles, we won the treble and all that, but you know what? Celtic fans are living in the past too much. You remember when Brendan Rodgers was signed for Celtic and he wouldn't play Lee Griffiths the season after he had scored 40 goals and his reason was, well, I wasn't here last season. Mm -hmm. I, I agreed with that, but you know what, Brendan? Last season was last season. We were an Invincibles then. Everybody's got to get over it. Granted, the injuries today might have been Partly due to the, the pitch because it's awful. But the other two in, injuries, that's what I'm saying. Maybe the boys are getting pushed too hard in training and it's leading to these injuries on match day. But fair you know, we play a lot of square football. We play a lot of back football. I understand we need movement up front to create the space, but maybe that's because we're tired. We can't do it. 
I get that going from midfield to going forward, we're a great team. But defensively, we're shocking. We've known that since the start of the year that we needed a centre-back. He did nothing about it. Then come January, he brings in like a 30-year-old, lets one of our other centre-backs go out on loan, and look at his now. Signed Jack Hendry as well, Fergus, remember? Well, yeah, and I mean, credit to the young boy today in his debut. He did all right, you know, but... The only thing I'm wondering, Fergus, with your theory is, and Murdo McLeod was there as well, they didn't look tired on uh, Tuesday yeah. night, that's for sure. They didn't even look close to tired on Tuesday night yeah, as I'm they sure, blew Hearts away. I'm sure Fergus watched the game in midweek against Hearts, and honestly, they were as sharp that is the, that's the sharpest they've been the whole for a year at least. That's the best 45 minutes performance. So I don't think Fergus can look at it, the game today and think they're tired because every Celtic player since Brendan Rodgers has arrived, the fitness level has been way up. And he's got to keep it up there. Whether it, it works him all the time, he's got to he's got to keep up there. That's why Celtic were the Invincibles last year. Graham Murty had to watch his team lose 2-1 at home to Hibs this afternoon. Let's hear what he had to say. That's coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Download the app and score a tap-in. Please gamble responsibly. After they play. You have your say 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Hugh Evans, Murdo McLeod and Derek Johnson are here with me Gordon Duncan in the studio Gordon DL is still at Ibrox and we're taking your calls we want to know what you think of today's football action very unhappy Rangers and Celtic fans on the line so far if you feel like cheering things up a bit maybe you're a happy St Mirren fan a happy Morton fan Kilmarnock, Aberdeen I don't know if you feel like Raising the spirits 01419511025 But in the meantime Let's hear from Graham Murty So a 2-1 win for Hibs at Ibrox Here's what the Rangers manager made of it I thought we were very good in the second half And um, One moment in the game One moment in the second half Where they were a threat uh, Has cost us A point When I thought a point was the very least we deserved Any arguments with the penalty? Of course I've got an argument with the penalty Am I going to say it out loud? Probably not Um Regardless of whether it's a penalty or not, we've put ourselves in a situation through a, a poor press at the wrong time, allowing them into our final third, and, and then we l- allow the referee to make a decision that, that changes the outcome of the game. And, and that's a little bit naive from us, but as soon as they got in there, I, I could see it happening. I had, a, I had a sneaking suspicion that it would be given. Well, I thought, I thought in the first half, the first half was ridiculously open from both teams, um, albeit... We should have been level. We, we've had good chances to go and score. But we changed the structure slightly. I challenged the players to actually win the first ball more, pick up more second ball and track their runners because they attract, they attack with pace. And I thought in the second half we more or less nullified them. And it was just us going and attacking and, and waiting with bated breath to go and get the goal. Once we get it, I, I could only really see us going to win it. And possibly that contributed to a moment of rashness that, that has cost us really. Is that a game that sort of lessened the boys and the importance of keeping hold of the ball and controlling, controlling the tempo and things like that? Um, I, I thought that it's a lesson for the boys in believing what we're trying to do, but it's not just about what you do with the ball. I thought our structure was wrong and our timings and our gaps were too big in the first half. We made a really good adjustment at half-time. Um, our centre-halves played higher. Our midfield locked onto theirs a lot better. Um, and I thought that we picked up the ball and looked like a, a real threat, albeit we, we didn't manage to be as clinical as I would like. But I thought most of our processes in the second half show the, the basis and understanding of a, a good team that, that could and should have got something out of the game. David's in Dumfries, sure he's a Rangers fan. Unhappy, I would imagine, David? Uh, it's 
no, actually David, this is me, Andrew, because oh, well. uh, he's, he's got a bit scuttery. Uh, <laughs> on the phone, but no, basically, listen. Too much information, time, Andrew, but carry on. Aye, every time Celtic seem to get beat, which has uh, only been twice this season, I must admit, Rangers, they seem to get a bit skittery also, uh, like my pal David. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry to put it like that, but. Aye, uh, could, could you find a different way of putting it if you don't mind? Anyway, uh, right. I, I, I take your point that Celtic, uh, when they lose and Rangers have the chance to take advantage, Gordon DL, they can't manage to do it. I think that's what David's trying to say. Um, th- I mean, did that have any impact today? I don't know how you measure these types of things. Well, you know what like supporters are, Gordon. They know that Celtic have lost and it's a great opportunity to for Rangers to close that gap and uh, they were looking forward to this and obviously Hibs have been here at the beginning of the season. They were looking for a bit of revenge. Listen to Graham Murty's interview there. I agree with a lot of things he says but the one thing that he didn't say is go and tell your defender not to make a rash tackle when there's absolutely no need whatsoever to make it and that's what's really cost Rangers the game I thought the Rangers did play better in the second half he was right the midfield got a bit closer Uh, Murphy got into the game a little bit they created one or two chances but to come out and you know and, and talk the way he was talking about the penalty kick it's a, it's, a, it's a penalty kick, and it's a silly penalty kick It changed the game. But, no, it was a great opportunity for Rangers, especially at home. And at 1-1, I thought Rangers will go and win this now. But uh, you've got to, uh, like as much as we talk about Celtic and Rangers, give Kilmarnock and Hibs all the credit. Right, you guys have seen it back. So Gordon, initially, on first viewing, didn't think it was a penalty. Then you changed your mind when you saw it back. If, yeah. we, can, if we can quickly try and get a consensus here, you've all seen it. What do you think, Derek? Definitely a penalty. You think so? Stupid. He's gone away from goal. There's no danger at all. And, he, and he's brought him down. It's a penalty kick every day of the week. I've yeah. seen it once. Yeah. And I don't think it's a penalty. You don't think so? No. Make no, your case then. Uh, I think the, the, the fall is on the theatrical side for me. He's caught him Murdo you've got the deciding vote He's got his hands up In the, the back of the, the player He's wrapped his right foot around it As if he kind of pushed him And see when you're inside the box And he's going nowhere You just stand behind him He's good, just going to run towards the corner flag I, I think he, he I don't know what he was thinking about uh, David what in particular frustrated you today then You mentioned you know Failure to take advantage of Of Celtic slip up What annoyed you? Well, I'll tell you what, I agree it's with you. It's not David, there. sorry, it's Andrew, I forget. It's Andrew, mate, but that's fine. Um, I, was, I agree with you, I was listening to you there, and I, I completely agree with what he said. If that was in the middle of the pitch, you think he would have went doing like that? I don't think so. So, I mean, we, but at the end of the day, we could sit here and moan about yeah. how Rangers can do the penalty, but they've conceded a penalty 45 seconds if that, after Rangers have just scored. Yeah. I mean, uh, I could go back to my earlier point about... Uh, my palmer wanted to come on the phone and how Rangers have been, but I'll not use that word again. <laughs> I don't mind it too uh, much, David. Just, just carry on. Uh, no, as I say, look, every time. Uh, my initial point was every time Rangers seem to be the game like after Celtic are playing, they seem to just bottle it. Um, they they kind of seem to win the the massive games that are coming up. Celtic have dropped yeah. points. Rangers are playing after them, um, and Rangers just cannot seem to gain ground on Celtic when when it's yeah. a must, especially at home. You know, their the record at home is absolutely atrocious, Rangers. And today was the big yeah. tester for me since all the players have come into the club. I'm thinking. You know, and, the, and they've lost the game. No matter how many chances they've created or whatever, the bottom line is, you know, they've been beaten once again by Hibs. But, but Derek, is Rangers not got a worse record against the, the teams away from the top of the table? 
No, they lose more yeah. games against. I guess the Dundee. No, of course, because they've beat Aberdeen. Yeah. They've beaten yeah. Aberdeen yeah. Three, three, three times. Uh, they've drawn myself. But that's what makes that's what makes it worse, though. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. The teams that they should be beating yeah. and they're not. But we we spoke about it today about this this game for Rangers. You no, know, that after the new signings are arriving at the club, the the whole thing. Hibs, one of the challengers. This is a game at home. You've got to you've got to win it. Okay, thanks to uh, David's mate Andrew. So it said David on my screen, but it was Andrew apparently. Thanks for that call. Let's speak to Ian in Greenock. Hi, Ian. Uh, good evening, Gordon. Good evening, Hugh, mm. Murdo, Derek, and Gordon Ibrox. He's still good with evening. us. Yep. Um, two points. Uh, I would like to congratulate Steve Clark and Kamarnock for their tenacious performance today. I thought they were man to man. I thought they were a better team. Um, Celtic were very lethargic. Um, the boy Malumbo, Malumbo or some like that. Yep, Malumbo. I, yeah. I think the boy's a cracker. Uh, I don't know about yourself, Murdo. You played in the middle yeah. park. I, I, um, I think I honestly think he's he's one of the best signings that's been made in Scotland in the last year. I think he's, yeah, he's yeah. outstanding. Even watching the game against Rangers, going back to that game, the game at Rugby Park, I thought he, he bossed the game. He was all over the place. But today he added something on with scoring a goal. Yeah, it's first for the club. And yeah. he had chance. Uh, he had a chance after that again. But I just think how strong he is. He gets involved. He's in there. And I just think you no, know, he's he's a great signing for Kelly. Yeah, it's the first time as well uh, to the to the other guys yourself, Gordon. Uh, I think it's the first time Commander have won five games in over 12 years as well. Yeah, I mean, um, certainly at home it was a long time as well to get all yeah. the home wins. So, they're, yeah, they're, they're showing signs of a real consistency now, uh, Ian, that they've not had in a long time. Yeah, the, Steve, sorry guys, um, we're talking about, I'm just wanting to throw in before I go to, if I can get one with Gordon at Ibrook. Yeah, on you go. Um, we're talking about a Scotland manager. It's Scottish positions in a, a disarray at the moment with your man Reagan going and things like that. Would you not think Steve Clark would be a great shout for the Scotland manager? Well, I, I definitely think he's doing his chances no harm with the way that he's come up to Scotland and uh, turned Kilmarnock's fortunes around. Um, he's had some terrific results and everybody will be looking at Steve Clark. I'm sure the Kilmarnock fans will be uh, wondering what's going to happen to their manager, but he must be up there because he's worked. We're talking about what do you need to be a Scotland manager? Of course, you need motivation, you need coaching, you need tactical awareness. He's worked with some of the best and he's shown now as an, uh, you know, his own man's a manager, he's really doing well. So he must come into consideration. Uh, Ian, as a Celtic fan, how concerned were you with the injury situation? Then Boyata uh, forced off early on. Christopher Iyer wasn't far behind him. A whole host of injuries racking up at the moment with Zenit round the corner. Are you very, very concerned? concerned, Gordon? Very concerned. I think that the two injuries today um, dissuaded Celtic's performance. Um, because it unsettled the back four because I heard Shoe saying about young Jack Henry mm-hmm. pass marks a day I thought, I thought the young boy was comfortable but see when you've got two two players I think Bayata's coming on to a game again but Christopher Ayer has been outstanding um, since the 4 nothing game when he came in after the, the Hearts game and he's done really well and I think he's only lost one game and two goals um, since he's played since the since Hearts game. But the question I wanted to ask was Gordon at Ibrox. Are you there, Gordon? Yes, I can hear you. Um, you're talking about Jack, uh, John McGinn mm-hmm. um, had a good game today. Yeah. Um, do you think it would be 
an ideal replacement for Scott Brown in the next year or two? Um, certainly, I, I would think that Celtic, he must be on Celtic's radar, he will be on other teams' radar, because even today, um, after five minutes, he get moved out to a sort of wing-back position, which everybody was thinking, well, that's not really his position, he needs to be in the middle. The boy was terrific, he's got great ability, and he summed that up with his goal, because he was 25 yards out, and he gave the Rangers goalkeeper absolute no chance. Every time I've watched this boy against the, the likes of the Scott Browns and come to Ibrox, he stands out so he can do it in the big stage and I'm, I'm sure that uh, and I hate saying this I'm sure that Hibs will not hold on to him for much longer It was quite deep into his press conference on Tuesday night Brendan Rodgers was asked and I think that's why perhaps it didn't take the headlines Gordon but he was quite actually clear in his language where he said that Kuasi was the man who would replace Scott Brown Yes, but things change, uh, Gordon, and you, you can't keep yeah, ignoring yeah, well, this. I, I, it I appreciate that. I just thought it was quite, um, it was quite a, commi- it was quite a committal thing to say. You know, he was very clear about it, as if, as if he's not, not well, that he's made well, his mind up already. But I, I was just surprised that he put it in so plainly. I know that, but, but Brendan Rodgers is a habit of coming out and saying things like, uh, not that long ago, he was talking about, well, my defence. I'm not, I'm not bothered about my defence. I'm quite happy. He's made two signings since then, two centre halves. I know one gets inj- uh, injured, compare, I know he's injured, but he brought Henry in from um, Dundee as well. Um, this boy, this boy's a terrific talent. Somebody will snap him up, Gordon. Somebody will mm-hmm. snap him up. And Celtic seem to be going down the line of looking at the best Scottish young talents and taking them to Celtic Park. So I wouldn't be surprised. I know what Brendan Rodgers is saying. He's obviously got to talk up his players that he's got just now. But... The boy just, every time I see him, he seems to be getting better and better. Right, listen to this. I know that the phone-in is going to be dominated by Celtic and Rangers when they both lose in the same day. That's just going to happen. But you are going to want to listen to this. Football fans will want to hear this. Hearts 1, St. Johnson 0. Tommy Wright, furious with the referees. Absolutely furious. Here is the St. Johnson manager. I don't mind a penalty not being given. But if it's not given for not intentional. But Andrew Dallas quite clearly points to his shoulder. Everybody can see it hits. It's a handball. Now, if he gives it, if he doesn't give it because it's accidental, that's fair enough. But he pointed his shoulder. Um, but listen, I don't want to make it the Andrew Dallas show because I think he made enough of that out there. Uh, I'm certainly not going to be ringing John Fleming because I've lost count the number of times I've rung John Fleming about Andrew Dallas. So I'll draw a line under it and move forward. I think, luckily, the next two games he's not going to be refereeing our games. What did you make of the first booking? Because he made a big show. Well, he made a big show, but you see, David doesn't play for Scotland. Vera can get away with fouls all day and doesn't get talked to. Uh, And I'm not talking dangerous fouls, I'm talking things in the back. Gets away with it, but then Vera plays for Scotland. David doesn't. Doesn't play for Scotland. It's a foul on David. David's expecting him to give a yellow card to the Arch player. But listen, I say, it'll be reported what I'm saying about Andrew Dallas, but... I think it should always report how well we played today and I thought we were superb. So Tommy Wright says Andrew Dallas tried to turn it into the Andrew Dallas show. I've lost count the number of times I've had to phone John Fleming and complain about him and Christoph Berra only gets away with fouls because he plays for Scotland. Right, I can't accept that bit. Um, the bit about the, the, the referee, uh, managers have referees that uh, are their bet noir and uh, they will... Bring it up from time to time And uh, John Fleming Has heard from angry managers before I think it, it's consistent with 
the manager of a club who are slowly but surely getting dragged down into the relegation dogfight. Nothing's going St Johnson's way apart from a Scottish Cup win at Clifton Hill on Monday night. And the strain is telling. But it, it makes it harder for the likes of Tommy St Johnson who are trying everything. They're going through a bad spell. But if he, but if he fears he, he's not getting you know the right calls and there's, there's been a lot of times this season he's done that. He's just got to complain about it. It's as simple as that. The best thing that he said that was right at the very end, he said, we played superbly today. Yeah. You know, and they still get beaten. I think that's what's rankling in his head. Uh, do you want to hear what Neil Lennon made of that victory at Ibrooks? Well, that's coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Bet and play and pull a result out of the bag. Please gamble responsibly. After the action, it's your reaction. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard's open line. Hugh Keevans, Murdo McLeod and Derek Johnson here with me, Gordon Duncan on Clyde One Super Scoreboard What are you shouting at over there? Arsenal have just scored a second goal against right. Everton okay. I thought it was something important there for a second Let's hear from Neil <laughs> Lennon 2-1 victory for Hibs at Ibrooks. Was the Hibs boss a happy man? I thought it was a great game I think it's a great advert for the Scottish game I think it had everything You know, two teams going for each other There's no let up I have to pay a tribute to my players There was... That's right up there for me in my managerial career next to Barcelona. You know, under the circumstances with the injuries. You know, I've had Hanlon out, McGregor out, Whitaker out, Gray out, then we lose Barker. So I've got Stevenson, who's a left back playing left centre half. I've got John McGinn playing left wing back. I've got Martin Boyle playing right wing back. I've got two strikers who haven't played together before. And I've got Scott Allen making a second debut. It's an incredible, incredible performance in all the plotted should go to the players they were amazing today especially first half they played some unbelievable good football and Rangers are a good team make no doubt about that they're a very good team but I thought our front two were a handful for the first half we, we looked like the fatigue was kicking in second half it's understandable they get a, a very good goal a brilliant free kick which my goalkeeper who again was outstanding was very unlucky with and then we decided to come out and play again and we go up the other end get the penalty and Jamie showed a lot of character to go up there, step up and take it. In the context of my time as manager, it's the best result I've had, no question. So there we are, Hugh Keevans, Neil Lennon liking it to the victory against Barcelona. Praise indeed. Uh, You know, Neil Lennon's a man, I think, who speaks his mind and if he says that, he really means that. Uh, Speaking about players having to play out of position, all the problems that confronted Hibs before the game, they made light of them, uh, and they've got a second win of the season at Ibrooks. And he, he remembered to praise Rangers at the same time. So, if he says it's next to Barcelona, it's his life, and he must think it's right. Fraser is a Rangers fan from East Kilbride. Hi, Fraser. How we doing, guys? You all right? Yeah, good. Thanks, you. Yeah, I'm all right. Actually, I'm not bad. I'm no miserable. <laughs> <laughs> right, you, you've managed to to see some positives then. Yeah, no cheeseburgers are required. <laughs> Good stuff, I'm glad thing. to hear it. <laughs> um, I actually uh, have a couple of points to make. Firstly, it was a stonewall penalty. Uh, I watched the game, I didn't get to the game, so I watched it on telly, so I got the, the replay. I was in disbelief at what James Tavernier was even thinking. I couldn't get my head around why on earth he's pushed him and tripped him. So yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what on earth is going through his head. Uh, he cost Rangers the game, but... Uh, also, my second point, I thought Josh Windass was absolutely awful today. I've got 
Josh Windass is hot and cold for me. He can play well against Fraserburgh, uh, score a hat trick, but seeing these games, he goes missing every single time. Uh, and I think there's a mentality thing there as well. We're Rangers, as soon as the pressure's on like that, we seem to kind of lose our heads a wee bit, uh, as Tavernier showed. And I think Hibs deserve to win the game. I'm not upset. Or God, I'm used to it. I'm a Rangers fan. We should be used to this by now. Uh, Gordon Deal was Josh Windass one that uh, particularly... Disappointed you this afternoon? Yeah, because um, when I was looking at substitutions, I was I, I marked him down. I thought he was a possibility to come off. What what happened with Windass was quite simple. He had two terrific chances in the first 10-15 minutes, and then after those two chances had gone, he completely disappeared out of the game. And in fact, there was, when when the substitutions were made, I was very, very surprised that Windass was not going to be one of them. I think he was kept in the park, basically, because they were looking for a goal. He'd scored three in midweek, and uh, they were hoping he'd go the, on to the end of something. But he, I like Windass. I think he's a decent player, but it certainly wasn't his best game today in a Rangers trip. Sorry, gents. Windass scored three against Fraserburgh. It's no disrespect to Fraserburgh. No, no, but, I know that. Know, I'm not saying that. Thing. But I, I also don't understand why we're waiting till seventy minutes but to make got, a change. But, you, but you've got to ask a question as well. You talk about Windass. You had the Rangers captain the day, and, and no disrespect, I don't know why Jason Holt is the Rangers captain. Uh, 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 that beggars belief for me. Um, Who else was, would you give it to at the moment then? Um, I would give it to an experienced guy like Russell Martin, for instance. Um, Even though back. he's just come in, does that? Yeah, yeah that... but he's an experienced international okay. player. Jason Holt, what does Jason Holt bring as a, as a Ranger? I'm not having a go at Jason Holt, but Jason Holt ran about today and contributed absolutely nothing, to be quite honest with you. So, as much as Windass was poor, I don't think he was the only one, Gordon. Well, I don't think that uh, you can. Jason Holt does, he's energy and he's an engine, but I agree, he, he doesn't offer much. Uh, in the whole game but you can't really say Russell Martin couldn't be captain because Bruno Alves got the band and he was just in the door as well uh, with experience but I think Rangers we need to stop worrying about what Celtic are doing because at the end of the day we're six points behind Aberdeen now uh, and that's really what we should be focusing on is getting these wins but there's something missing there uh, and I think you know we need to work out a way for me personally to have Morelos, Morelos and Cummins together because Morelos is a hard worker, he's a grafter, but Cummins, for me, just seems to have a bit more of an edge. Morelos puts one in ten in the back of the net. No disrespect, he's a top scorer in the league. But I do, I do think we need to find a way to have two up top as well. OK, thanks to Fraser and East Kilbride for his thoughts. Let's hear from a happy St Mirren manager, Jack Ross. I think our performance was good yeah. today, particularly first half, and um, it's probably reflective of where we're at as a squad. I think there's a squad of players there that they feel good about themselves, that have a belief and trust in what they're doing, and... Um, have a probably a carrot now they can see um, and that's what they're working towards Fabulous first goal wasn't it for Liam? Yeah um, I've seen him do that very often <laughs> I worked on Hearts obviously as well and I think that goal probably demonstrates again I'm saying about how players feel at the moment and the confidence they have and because you don't do that or you don't try that if you don't feel good and you don't feel good in the environment that you work in so I'm delighted for him please think for us today as you you know, and even if you add the second goal in the film last week, three out of the last four goals have came from the back four. <laughs> and for a team that get the forward players get a lot of credit, then that's obviously encouraging for me as a manager as well. Was Harry always the penalty taker? Or was that... um, <laughs> it was interesting because obviously Ian McShane has taken them most as the season's record has been good, and Cammy Smith scored the last one, I think, at Brecon. Um, but, but just by coincidence, Stephen McGinn and I had a conversation yesterday, and they said that because the players knew the team yesterday and he wasn't playing, so. They said that Harry was wanting to take them and had taken them in crew. And I actually watched footage before the game 
if I'm taking a penalty so and um, just to check they had that <laughs> <laughs> um, so he, he, yeah I, I think that again he obviously was felt confident about it. I think the fact that Cammy was happy to give him the ball was reflecting that the players obviously trusted him to do it as well so listen Harry's a really good footballer so it's not a case of centre half worrying about taking a penalty he's, yeah. he's a technically a very good player so it's first of the season as well for him so good on the phone line we have Jim He's a Kilmarnock fan from Rossi Jim this is your big chance Because all we've had so far is Celtic fans and Rangers fans Complaining about how bad it was This is a chance for you to give your team the credit they deserve Correct That's all we hear about <laughs> is Rangers and Celtic Well on you go Jim How good were your team today? Are you happy? Yeah very happy A fiver at 12 to 1 I know many people would back them But <laughs> never mind That's just a, a sideline uh, I just hope we get the credit we deserve because at the end of the day, it could have been three or four. Our first corner, Celtic's first corner was in 86 minutes. And they'd one shot at goal all game was the free kick. And they can't blame the pitch. Because they've won the last three games on that pitch when they came to Rugby Park. And Ayer has played a full season on the pitch. So I hope we don't get uh, this or oh, the pitch this and the pitch that. Let's just give Kilmarnock yeah. the credit, yeah. Hugh, because let's not even yeah. discuss it at the moment. Another, another couple of points, just before it, and then I'll let you have your say, because they always Jim. cut me off. Malumba was brilliant. Yeah. And I don't want to lose Stevie Clark to Scotland or even Rangers, because that could happen, because he's a brilliant manager. Basically, the same players, and they're playing brilliant, and I'm a happy Kilmarnock supporter, and I hope we get credit we deserve from the press. Well, you've been getting credit all afternoon on this programme. Brendan Rogers would not take it out in his players and use the pitch as an excuse. He, he, like you, brought up the stat that Celtic had won on their three previous visits to Rugby Park. There's one simple reason why newspapers and everyone else goes on about Celtic and Rangers when they lose. It's because there are more Celtic and Rangers supporters than any other kind. Uh, and they are what sells newspapers by and large. So there's not any attempt to take one iota of credit uh, away from Kilmarnock. It was a performance built on tremendous fitness, a tremendous sense of organisation, determination, endeavour. I could go on and on and on all night. They were deserved winners. It could have been three very easily. So having said all of that, it's just a fact of life that when Celtic and Rangers lose, particularly on the same day, it's a big deal because there are more Celtic and Rangers fans than any other kind. Murdo, if you could put your finger on sort of one thing, one area, what impressed you the most about Kilmarnock? Organisation. I think from the start of the game, it was always going to be tough. Celtic came out there after a good win during the week. There, The players were ready for the game. A really top Celtic side going out to, to play there. Kilmarnock for the first 15 minutes they made it really difficult for Celtic to get back uh, get by them they hardly had a ball in the box Celtic they hardly had a shot at goal credit to Kilmarnock but just as the game wore on the, the, the players seemed as though they had that ability to get a wee bit further forward to the pitch the chances the, the way they finished the game the last 15 minutes was incredible because I'm thinking after the goal that they're just going to sit in here No they, they came out And they, they went at Celtic again And they should have scored more One last thing in terms of Giving credit where it's due To Kilmarnock The people of Kilmarnock Should give credit where it's due To Kilmarnock And well, turn up Turn up yeah. they, 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 what, what about Jim's other point though Derek Just finally about 
you know, I, I don't want to lose Stevie Clark. No, to, is it going to is it going to be a bittersweet night for Kilmarnock fans who think, oh great, oh, but also on the other hand, people are going to be trying to pinch your manager. Well, that's down to the manager to say, look, he's at command, which he has said to be fair. I'm, my job is Kilmarnock, and at the end of the season, it might differ. Who knows? We don't know. But what we do know is he's doing a fantastic job in Scotland. He's got Kilmarnock playing as a unit, and everybody playing to their full potential. You do that. You're playing against the bigger teams Then you're going to have a right good chance of winning the matches Hugh Evans, sum today's action up for us Well, credit where it's due To Kilmarnock and to Hibs Because Kilmarnock faced a Celtic side Who had a new million pound defender A new million pound uh, attacker from Chelsea Hibs went into the game at Ibrooks, Full of injury problems And having to field a makeshift side and both of them won Well done Stevie Clark And Neil Lennon A great day of footballing action I am sure you'll agree Thank you to Hugh Keevans Murdo McLeod And Derek Johnson For joining me Gordon Duncan In the studio On today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Thanks latterly To Gordon DL There at Ibrox And of course The top team All around the grounds As well But the biggest thank you Of the afternoon As always Goes to you Thanks for listening Thanks for taking part In the teasers Thanks for giving us your thoughts And uh, thanks for joining us On this Saturday afternoon Hugh Keevans Derek Johnson And myself Will be back Monday night from 6 o'clock GBX is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com backing Scottish football all season long please gamble responsibly